show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer episode 101. It is me, Russ the Face, and I'm joined by my co-host, Byron Ord. Hey there, you're sounding super sexy on your new microphone. Is that yeah. appropriately because it's Slanesh? We're, we're deep diving on Slanesh, <laughs> so you now need need the voice of an orator yeah exactly um so i use the some of the the funds from the templates to upgrade my audio so hopefully it should get rid of some of the annoying wine and different and not so what that we whinge but i mean the annoying wine on the microphone that i have to cut out sometimes there's a um, there's an easy there's an easy joke there i'm not gonna yeah take it. i know i know um so uh thanks for everyone who supported us uh picking up those much piece of merchandise and yeah, to reinvest sick. it, so hopefully it will enjoy, improve your uh, listening pleasure. Um, and speaking of pleasure, um, <laughs> that's and pain and everything and everything else that's to do with excess and hedonism. Um, we Sunesh came out at the weekend. Uh, we've already done a battle time review with uh, Daughters of Cain and Head Knights of Sunesh uh, mega show that we released on day. So effectively, check that yeah. out. Um, yeah, thanks for the comments and the input as well. Obviously, when when you're doing things for the first time, we're not going to get things absolutely bob on every go so we always appreciate people and jumping in with their thoughts opinions and all corrections yeah so um in this show uh, we're actually going to take a deep dive into the head knights of sunesh battle tome i'm sure they'd love that i know exactly um and the reason i'm going to do it on head knights of sunesh is because i'm excited about them and mm-hmm. uh, i've written some lists and actually i think that the head knights of sunesh battle tome is better than the daughters of cane book <laughs> You can't mean what about if it does seven hundred wounds in a second? Well, I'll I'll quantify that statement maybe later. Well, maybe now because everyone's <laughs> just going to turn the video off. Go, what are you talking about? Or or the podcast off? Um, All right then. So, what is better, Russ? What what well, what better the, are you using? That's the point. Like, so a lot of people online have been complaining as usual i mean obviously it's a vocal minority i imagine about the head knights of sunesh battle tone being uh weak um mm-hmm. from a competitive play point of view yeah now, plenty of it's been constructive you know there's definitely oh, yeah, there's 100%. definitely some hugely valid points within there and i think like when you look at like raw number to points you know like damage output things that make armies generally competitive there's definitely an argument for that however um yeah from my point of view I always try and look for the alternative strength in an army because the problem with Daughters of Cain um, is we, we described it as a fine wine, like a refined vintage. And that means that people have already got two years of play under their belt against that army. They know yeah, what it's, it's, it, it They didn't exactly like, it's not that they've like chucked everything out and, you know, re-evaluate, like it's working how it has always worked. And I mean, this isn't going to be a spoiler to anyone at this point. I think probably the strongest lists look like they're 80% of, of the last strong list. Yeah. Probably, arguably, you know, that, that like the best there as yeah. far as power level goes. They're they're also going to be very popular because of the power and because of the uh, the models. Obviously, the accessibility of doing the army. It's a cool army. I'm not taking anything away yeah. from Daughters of Cain. It's a great army. It's very oh, great, competitive. Great 
but, huge range of fairly modern plastics. And aside from the, the tax of having to paint the infantry, a lot of the stuff is fun to build and to paint and to look at. So, Yeah, and, and I think when you go into a collecting an army, and especially when you're talking about um, <clears throat> matched play uh, and going to events, and obviously in the UK we've had the announcement about the lockdown kind of phasing out and when events will start back up again. Um, those That means that when you pick an army... If you pick something that's very popular, that's what we call a meta choice, um, everyone's going to be thinking and prepping and practicing against it. So when you get to a table, people are going to know how to play against it and yep. how to um, counter it. And that might take a little bit of time, but daughters aren't new. So normally when you get a book like the previous Head Knights book, it was new, so it was a bit of a shock to the system. The same with Oh my God, how do you deal with depravity yeah. and uh keepers times three and um you know all, all like the most efficient summoning that chaos has ever had i believe and stuff like that like uh, that really shook stuff up quite a lot didn't it yeah Daughters exactly, hasn't, exactly. you know snake snakes now relevant that's yeah they are huge, but I, that's I, not I a huge mix up to the tone i still think that the the daughter's most competitive list will gravitate towards the cauldron guard style which 60 to 90, 60 to 90 witches, a cauldron, Amarathi. And you might see a couple of snake points. lists. You'll see more snakes you did before for sure. And I think people mm -hmm. will play. I think Keltnar is got a is gonna be popular. Um but the thing about Daughters, and like I say, it's it's a it's a known entity. Um and also obviously we know that points change and things are in flux, so Let's be honest, like there's probably going to be some sort of update around the summer, around the General's Handbook timing, because it normally is. Yeah. So, um, you know, what's going to happen to those point values? Now, historically, Daughters of Cain have kind of got away with it. Um, they've always come out quite cheap and they haven't really been that affected by it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think breaking the army is not something that that should happen or, or reinventing the wheel like there's no point ripping up the book and starting again just because people are popular and it's doing well because every army should be popular and doing well um but i think that it's a bit of a blunt instrument in some ways in that it's um you you're almost trying to push that raw attack power down people's throats to, to win games. especially what look like i mean this is a, a slight sideline but if you're going to min max something on damage output that generally, you know, that doesn't take into account things that are subjective, you know, like, or more subjective, like ability to position amazingly on the table or flexibility or ability to adapt mid-game, you know, like um, realistic wounds, whatever it is, that type of stuff. If you're just looking at a maths equation, you're looking at a maths equation, and that's going to be putting more of the same thing that does a lot of damage and maybe a couple of alternative ways to do damage or alternative ways to resilience on the table due to maths. Yeah. That's not all that matters on the table, is it? So the, the meta build, I think, is a particularly extreme example in a book that is a fairly extreme example already of, as you said, just mitching it across the table and ramming your damage down people's throats until they're dead. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, and it will win nah. games. Um, but the point with the Head Knights book, it's kind of widely perceived it's on the uh, weaker side. Um, yeah. So for starters you can probably find that points value changes will be favorable. Yeah. So things will come into your favor. So you'll end up with less, uh, more, not less. Whereas I think Dawes yeah. is the opposite side of that coin. Yeah. If you feel like you're getting away with it, then that is the type of thing that is more likely to get changed than if you feel slightly hard done by. And 
playing with a book like this is going to make you a better Age of Sigmar player because you have to play your clever off. outside the box and be a little bit more creative with your list building. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've kind of decided, as I've been looking at the Sinesh book, it's it is a it has a lot of counters to things that people have like minuses to wound, minuses to hit, stopping command abilities, movement, um, disruption, particularly when you look at the ally pool and you look at things like Slaves to Darkness and um, Wrath of the Everchosen. Unrestricted ally pool in comparison to Daughters. You know, Obviously, but there's more armies out there to compare this to, but they did drop on the same weekend. And I think that's a reason, particularly for the type of conversations that people are having. They came out on the same day. So looking at them in that light, yeah. Yeah, and we spoke about Bellacor, and obviously we've seen the preview for the weekend where we're not going to talk about the preview too much in this video because we're going to do a follow-up Realmhammer video and we'll talk about it there. But we we saw that um, Bellacor um, reveal uh, or, you know, sort of t- teaser montage, if you want to call it that. So obviously, like, he's obviously a great ally um, in, in Head of Knights and, and, like, he's so disruptive. And I think that the thing about Head Knights is that you've got a book that not everyone's going to jump on. There's a lot of different things you can do with it. Fairly it's, internally balanced. It's, yeah. it's not like one obvious, much more point-sufficient list at all. No, and I think it's going to come out of um, any updates in a better position than it went into it. Agreed. Which I think yeah. is important. Um, I, also, I also believe that you'll be you'll go to a table and your opponent will be less prepared to play against a Head of Knights list. In terms of they how they know how your army works, yeah. uh, but also, like, literally, you can do some easy things to armies to make them count a widely used meta armies in terms of item specification and stuff like that. I used to do this a lot. I know you do it a lot mm. when you're attending an event. Rather than taking a unit option, I used to really heavily preference taking an item option because I like playing my army how I play my army. I try to build the best army for all situations and then maybe I take like a, a perfect example of the, whatever it was called, the glittering amulet where one at the beginning of one combat phase you get to have minus one to hit for everything within three inches or something like that. Yeah, um, There's quite a lot of easy takes out there that are going to limit a daughter's player efficiently without you ruining your army and people will opt into that type of thing. Yeah, and there's obviously depravity in Sinesh is, is important because it means you get more units throughout the game and you could be flexible with what you, you spend those points on. Yeah, There's strategies to maximize that, and I've seen some lists where they they include, you know, uh, is it Ogroid Crushers or whatever they're called, Firmagoid Crushers, um, to blow up their own fane to do damage and where it, it might look like a good idea. Um I'm not sure spending 100 points on that model to do that is worth the damage you're doing to your own army. No, I think, I mean, I've got some quite strong opinions on this type of stuff because I really like affecting a board in as many ways as possible. And I think if you're, particularly if if you're trying to shoot multiple units and do a bit of damage and not kill them with, uh, it's it's not always going to be shooting, but, you know, it's quite easy to do that with shooting, to split shots with shooting. It's more practical, so that's probably the average way that people can approach it especially from early game if you're not in combat or giving away units or whatever if you're just trying to farm a resource um Mm. that doesn't immediately affect the board like you might not be you know is there a negative to wiping out units what if you need exactly this many summoning points and you wipe out a unit and you can't you can't drop 
that unit you need as a result. You're not affecting the board. You're not killing your opponent as much. And there is always something to be said for just why Nurgle troops are so good and stuff like that. Just going somewhere, being in the right place, knowing that you're going to be there for a certain amount of time and or killing your opposition at that bit of the table. I think if you're going so deeply into resource farming, you know, you're really banking on it working in the late game. What I mean, scenarios, a lot of them you score from turn one. What if you can't really bank that equity in a way that is meaningful until turn two and a bit or three, or you lose a priority. And that means you just can't drop the stuff where you want it or your opponent's good at screening or mega resilient or mm. or anything. And no, no one wants to bunch up around a piece of terrain ready to do their big hit, go first, damage their army, and then get doubled back, right? I mean, like, you oh, no. no point having those points if you can't spend them because you've got no heroes left <laughs> or you've got no, no not only, left. Yeah, not so. only that, but the re the resilient parts of the Slanesh army are not cheap. <laughs> like, if you're, you're like, yeah. either you're putting a screen that's just going to get killed, like, your army is squishy in general, you're putting something that's going to get killed, or you're trying to play Slanesh like Nurgle. In which case, you may as well be playing Nurgle. I you know? disagree <laughs> with that. I actually think that the Sinesh army could potentially be more defensive than a Nurgle army. All right, then. I'm well, gonna, let's see. I've got some lists, and one of them I've lent into that, and I'm going to explain why it's very defensive. Um, and I think you almost that might be the most competitive way to play it. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you've got some really good units added in. So I think, basically, to summarize what I'm saying, <clears throat> Head Knights of Sinesh is a very good battle tome because people won't be prepared for it. It's very flexible. Um, it's probably going to come out better than worse, and it's going to make you a better player at Age of Sigmar. So I think if you practice with it, if you were going to events... I actually think from a competitive point of view, it's a better investment than Daughters of Cain. Now, Looking to the future as well, you, you, like two events after the event where you did take it, you will have learned more and be a better player at that point rather than you know, yeah. and not learning until game five because you just ruffled people. Exactly. So better is a more competitive or better is kind of a weird term anyway because some people go to compete for different things or... I always think the best way to go into an event is looking, is trying to compete with your own performance from the previous event rather than the other people around you. And then things like will will come by improving your own game. Eventually you'll end yeah. up with those awards and those podiums rather than chasing the podium and, and looking outwards rather than inwards. Because I think it's a very personal journey to get good at a uh, any sort of competitive game. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously stuff to look at out there that will make a difference. But... Um, yeah, but I, I personally think Head Knights of Sinesh is a better battle tome for those reasons. So people can disagree. You can put it in the comments or let me know. That's fine. Yeah. And that's completely where would, your own opinion. And that's I'd like to know fun. where people watching would rank it as well. Like in, in my mind, I see it kind of at maybe not. Uh, I'd rank it in terms of internal balance and roughly power level with like Iron Jaws. What other stuff would you put it kind of? It's interesting because um, on there is there are these tier lists you see from computer games. You can go and generate them, and AOS Coach did a really good, concise video on the change points from the Sinesh Battle Tome. Yeah, we can link that. And he does a tier list, and you create it yourself and put stuff in. And there's this um, term that's batted around at the moment for Age of Sigma called the Fat Middle, which is this the mid, which is obviously I know all about that, but it's the middle of the pack books that are you know okay and they're fine and i think it sits in there um and i think that's the place you want to be um 
personally, I I think Head Knights is a little bit of a sleeper. I think people are going to sleep on it. I think it's more competitive than people give it credit for. I still think it's in that middle pack, but I think it's the upper side of it. I actually think it's better than Iron Jaws. Okay. For many reasons. Purely because, well, I should say Oracle War Clans, really. But I think Oracle War Clans has what, like, Big War, which is kind of head and shoulders above the other two. <clears throat> if you play Iron Jaws or Bone Splitters, you have very big weaknesses you can't shore up. Yeah. Even with allies, um, or you crutch, you crutch yourself. You go bone grins, and then you're you're playing yeah. a game of Sigma on. You know, not, there's I mean, nothing wrong with that. You just don't have the you depth of war scrolls. Like chaos yeah. has a lot more choice, um, and with the allies, Knights or... book, you've just doubled your choices because you've added all this mortals in, but you've still got all the slave stuff. <clears throat> and some of those slaves, but our units don't need anything to be effective and. You'll see yeah. that in the list. So let's get into the list and uh, we're back in a sec uh, to talk about that. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. So we are back from the break, and um, I just want to go uh, straight into the army list. I do have some other images and stuff that I can talk through as we reference it. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, we'll just try and explain it to you so you can understand it. Um, so the first list. Now, when we did the Head Knights review, I didn't talk about Wrath of the Everchosen. Now, Wrath of the Everchosen is um, a supplement book, and in there is almost like you could get the temples for Daughters of Cain. They have that for Sunesh. So one of those is the um, Lurid Haze Invaders host. So the first list is using that uh, host temple bolt on. So you still get your invaders rules, but these go on top and they force you to take an artifact and give you an extra command ability and things like that. So um, basically um, from that, we have got um, a few things so i'll talk about that now i've got up on the screen for people watching so you get an ability so after you set up um but before the first battle round you can remove d3 friendly lurid haze invader host units from the battlefield say they're in ambush and then um what it allows you to do is during your first movement phase at the end you must set them up uh wholly within six of the edge of the battlefield more than nine so it gives you an ability to protect key pieces against alpha strike lists. So it allows you to remove like Gluteus. If you know you're going to go against KO, they're probably going to they're going to target him and kill him. You can remove him from the table. You know you can remove another bottle from the table, like your Death Star unit, if you want to. Um, and it allows you to keep those safe. Now the other way you can use it is aggressively. So it might make your opponent um, miss this because it's after setup. So they might set up their army and leave a gap or something open, and then you can go, right, I'm going to put this unit off. Then they might think, oh, I don't want to give you first turn now. So if they give you first turn... You're just giving them more decisions, aren't you? Yeah, you're, you're making More uncertainty, it. more decisions. Yeah, and the list I've got, I've got a hero, the mask, and she is there to go off the table because 
in invaders you could pick up the three generals and you get depravity if you're if a general is in their territory so this allows you to put a general in their territory on turn one um but the mask is kind of cool because she's a very independent model to work operating on its own pretty defensive yeah. you don't need anything she's just a just an annoying piece and even if you don't use her that way she still gives you the locus um of diversion for the because she's a demon um yeah she's quite cheap <clears throat> so but you can use it way more aggressively if you want using archers to snipe off a hero or something else depending on what they've done uh, so yeah definitely the other way not that you can do it in this list but um there's a very skitzy things that happen uh that happens frequently with armies that have got a large proportion of fast fast move potential troops and that is that you can have your other stuff left behind so it is quite a nice way i think let's say you're taking um heavily armored what the heavily armored guys on foot called uh, myrmidons yeah if you something something of that type you can bring them on and they could they could have you know flexibly got to move around the table without being restricted by their movement six or less in comparison mm -hmm. to you know your hell striders your fiends um whatever else you have that is um is speedy and it's a way to deliver those slower moving few resilient things you have in your armies to tar pit people or hold them up or speed bump them or anything like that yeah and it's a nice optional thing you can do you don't have to decide before you deploy you can wait to see what the board state's like it gives your opponent something to think about um i think it's really good for that you also get a trait which is um reroll run rolls for invader host units whole within 12 with the general it's okay i mean it's, you know, it's fine reroll runs it's, yeah. it's, it's fine um You've got a command ability, which is is quite interesting because you know this is like an extra thing you get. Um, so um, you can use it once per turn in the combat phase. Uh, pick a lurid haze invader host unit, hollow in twelve of the hero um, until the end of the phase. Add one to save rolls for attacks right. that target the unit. So nice. You get a plus one save, so that gives you some resilience in the army for a command point. So. Um, it's okay. actually pretty good, especially as you can do it in their turn. So if they go first and they That's go immense. and try an alpha a unit, you can give it a plus one save with a command point. Um, so obviously you can only do this once, right? You can't give them plus. No, it's three. one. You can only use it once per combat phase. So you can't even do multiple units. You do one unit okay. per phase. So. That kind of pushes you towards having a star of some point, right? If you were going to press on that as a theme. Yeah. And then um, you also get an artifact, which is the oil, which gives you plus one wound. It's fine. Like an extra wound on a hero is, you know, it's still good. It can take uh, them out of easily killable with a lucky one hit range with a spell or something like that. Yeah. So the lurid host, um, you get with that all the, the invader stuff, which is the depravity generation and, and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, you've, your artifacts and your command trait is fixed for you, but you get the extra command ability and that special rule. So um, the list is um, Glutos um, or Sullian, Lord of Gluttony. Because what are we going to be calling him for the rest of the episode? Just <laughs> uh, I I, <laughs> I might call him I might call him the big man. Um, so it's the big man. Um, and he has the um, the spell, which is Dark Delusions. Now, the reason I went with... Um, so he... Just so you, you know what he does, um, and, you know, it's it's kind of important to kind of... to understand um, why he's in the list and why he's in pretty much every list I run. It, it's because of 
for his points, he does something that nothing else does. He's almost like um, Marathi in Daughters of Cain. He um, behaves like a Nurgle, right? That's the way that I think of him. I actually keep tongue slipping when talking about him and in my head because he's big and fat and resilient he's a nurgle model <laughs> yeah um so obviously like big lots of wounds decent armor save gives you the minus Dicker. one to hit bubble everything else in there is whatever he's already in combat he's like a more resilient slightly worse in combat keeper of secrets is how i view him um but with a phenomenal buff and he can cast two spells He's a wizard. He's it's just he's just decent, right? You can't. He's and he's just, cool, right? Yeah. What a model. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, like he's he's great. <clears throat> so he's in the list. He's he's pretty much in every list I write um, at the moment. <clears throat> Once I played for some more games, I might change that, but I can't see that happening. So he's in there now. Dark delusions as a spell is um, it's okay. It's 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 an eighteen inch range. Um, and I believe I'm going to have to. I am flipping around stuff here, so you have to bear with me. I believe this one does. If I can find it, it does um, roll two d six. So if it's greater than their bravery, you get to add one to hit rolls uh, for a unit that targets it in the next until the next hero phase. So it's um, allows you to get a bonus. <coughs> to hit um so it's for all units targeting that unit the, the unit's been debuffed yeah. potentially yeah, so exactly so useful for archers or different units not <laughs> yeah and the reason i didn't put it on the shard speaker is because the shard speaker um has a really good spell and only gets one spell so you just don't think you'd be using it that much no uh yeah. not, not from that model and also that model is very easy to kill um that's, that's the other one right so, <laughs> Um, now I've got the shard speaker is my general um, and that's because it's the only non-character I've got the non-named character that can actually have anything of, of this stuff so it's got an extra wound it's got the command trait which gets to re-roll the runs and obviously it's got battle rapture as the spell which is the immune to battle shock um, and the reason for that is in early turns his spell is only a range of um, 12 so it's not likely you're going to be debuffing anything and that's a uh, them minus one to wound on you so i think that you almost first turn you're using it to shore up your bravery of your archers um and then you're using um gluteus so you're going to be more aggressive with might be in range to do dark delusions um nice that it doesn't cast a cp kind of feels like it's for free if you get that one off yeah and you've obviously got Mystic Shield as well. And then you've got the Command Ability. So plus one save reroll ones is pretty decent. Especially like Glucius ends up with a two plus save rerolling ones with yes, an after please. save. So this is why I was saying that these hosts give you access to more survivability than you normally get. Mm -hmm. um, so the mask, sort of talk about the mask. And I made this as a host option, a general. Uh, because in this host as well, if well, as soon as your first general dies, you get a command point for free. So the mask is kind of like, deal with me, kill me, give me depravity. If you kill me completely, give me a command point. So for me, it's um, it's it's decent. You know, like the mask is, I think, like one of those models that you you very easy to overlook it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, ten inch move. 
It's got the, um, it's basically compiling six instead of three, so it can fly, moves an extra three when it piles in, run and charge, um, on a, it's got a four up ignore. Just, just really good, it's got the locus. I mean, you put the mask on the corner, they can't pile in, you know, you can do some really disruptive things with this, especially against yeah. like a, like a shooting unit after shoot you probably kill you just you. launch her like an annoyance dart as well yeah. Yeah, i mean you've got reroll it's nice that you've got something that's got run and charge in mm -hmm. there as well right because you get to reroll your runs so that that 10 inch move and run and charge is now more reliably going to be you know you could be going a long way with that really easily um and then piling in that's that's nifty yeah and um then with the um the other stuff in this army so um Obviously, that's the hero suite. Um, one of the important things about the shard um, speaker is the shooting phase debuff you get, which is the... I think I've just killed the war scroll by accident, which is annoying. But you can pick an enemy unit within uh, nine, and then that allows you to um, get a bonus against it. So I believe it's uh, plus one to wound or something like that. But yeah, so it's pretty decent. Um, and then um, it's it's for free. You, it's on a free up, but you it's for the combat phase. So it doesn't buff anything to do with your shooting, but it's, uh, it's decent. Um, so the Hell Striders uh, for Battle Line. Now, I wrote a lot of lists trying to use the lord of pain to get the new infantry as battle line mm -hmm. and actually because you've got that tax and although he's got a good command ability it only really affects the mortals is it a trap yeah i in, think so in armies that aren't mortal based basically and actually looking at what you get with five myrmidish pain bringers i think you get more just having chaos warriors um, mm -hmm. and you don't need anything to make them battle line, and they are cheaper by a lot because you want them for the defensive ability and for the offensive ability of the um, twin souls. Yes, they do a lot of damage, but they're also not very resilient, and I think like I'm trying to lean into fast, effective damage, which can be protected. And I'm not saying they're not worth taking, but for me, Hellstriders... They're two dam they're damage two on the charge. And I think the Hell Scourges are better because the Hell Scourges give you a minus one to hit um, when you charge with them. So if Ascilius in range, then... Sorry, or Scolian is in range. I'll say Glutos. If Glutos is in range, you're going to be minus two to hit them. So you can charge them to pin. So you can use them as an aggressive screen. So rather than stand in front of them, you could just charge them. They can't. They've got a three-inch reach as well, which is very useful because you can stay very compact just in range on a side, hit them, and they go, right, well, I'll I'll pile in, but I'm minus two to hit. Actually, that's a very good way of of minimizing damage. And Yeah, don't worry about your save if you don't need to take it. Right? No, and also they're probably going to chip a couple wounds through. They've got a four-up yeah. save. They've got ten wounds. That means you get into depravity. So yeah, for me, the Hellstriders are probably the go-to battle line units in Sunesh. Interesting. And um, you get the option to to drop these uh, as ambushing little uh, horse darts as well, don't you? Yeah. Re re reach three, ambush potential. It's just a lot of flexibility. 
yeah, and and the spears are ten points cheaper, which is the only reason they're known there rather than the scourges. So they right. get plus one damage on the charge. But you know they they're still got you know free attacks to model, freeze fours. It's got rend. They're doing on the spear. They're damage two on the charge. Um, they're slightly different. I prefer the scourges, but those that twenty points doesn't exist in this list. So I had to yeah downgrade them, um, <laughs> which is nice. They are actually different in points because otherwise I think you just take the others all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're they're decent. I think they're uh, we didn't talk about them a lot because they hadn't really changed. But looking at the battle line options, I think they're they're in the top the choices. I think they. I like the mask. Easily overlooked because they're not sexy and new. They're yeah. just solid though, fast. You know. Yeah, and then uh, two units of bliss barbs. Um, purely bodies, range damage. Um, they're the the sort of the things that are going to get you point, uh, get you depravity, kill stuff, shoot heroes, whatever you need to do. Sit at the back normally with the shard speaker behind your wall of 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 defensive things. Um, although you haven't got. I haven't got a lot of chaff in this. It's it's very much like the fiends have to play quite a pivotal role. Um, one thing I do have is my main units. I have my fiend star, which is only six. You could upgrade to nine by dropping one unit of bliss barb seekers. They don't have enough re like things like that. It's like taking um, large units of monstrous cavalry. You end up not optimizing attacks too often for it to be a good idea, in my opinion. Well, I've tried this a lot with with iron jaws and. It's never worked out. With for me, it's six, just about keeping the six, minus six, one nine. to wound buff and having a buffer for damage yeah. to keep this rather than effective damage. Now, what I've done is I've I've put them into Bliss Barb Seekers, um, but you could make that two units of six fiends if you didn't want the shooters. You could go, yeah. I'll have nine fiends, five seekers. So there's some flexibility there. You don't have to run exactly here. Obviously... Those who are astute would notice I've actually got four battle line units. So you could actually remove one of the archer units if you're using the seekers to give you the points to upgrade the um claw spears to scourges if you're that mm -hmm. way inclined. And then you might better you might better swap exactly you could do this. You could swap one unit of eleven bliss barb archers for another five hell striders and have them all with scourges. Mm -hmm. I think that works out because you're you're going to be one fifty each. You got two. You got the well. You'd just be a ten over actually. But anyway, you do something like that. But themes come on these bases now. The reason it's good, which is the ovals, is you can do this, which means and then put one here. So you could actually get quite a lot of damage in a small space. Whereas it's like, getting to draw, it's like drawing a daisy around a contact point, isn't it? Just these yep. little petals. Because you've got a narrow point. So on the base, so your width for the base doesn't stop you getting more models in. So I actually think, as a combat unit, they are one of the better units purely because of that base size. Oh, yeah. So when you look at other things and you go, oh, these do technically more attacks, yes, but you can't bring that to bear in a small area. And I think that's yep. why a nine of fiends I wouldn't be that worried about using. Because free fiends actually doesn't take up a lot of space. Yeah. Because you can form that kind of pointy triangle um, to get in. It does get a little bit unwieldy. Yeah. But uh, you'll be surprised. You've got some, I think. You've got some high reach stuff and flexible, uh, a variety of units within your army. There are going to be situations where, I don't know, your health striders get to attack over your fiends without being able to be hit back. Or yeah. stuff well, like that. If they had a three inch reach, if they were scourges, yes, but they those ones yeah. don't, unfortunately. So <laughs> um but 
again that's i like the scourges for that reason um yeah but claw spears in here there is some play with this after a few games i'll probably change it up a bit uh the fiends minus two to hit if you're within 12 of a skilliev so they need to stay near him they can become a shield for him if they really need to or he can be the shield for them which is probably more likely um he's um you know that that's a particularly resilient unit especially when you've got the command ability to give him plus one save so they can go up to a four plus save minus two to hit minus one to wound so the fiends are resilient but they're also fast so it's unlikely you're going to be alpha striked because in combat because you can use the health striders as a screen if you really need to um against yeah, the enemy you can get quite a lot of distance covered especially in a quarter crescent with yeah. cavalry units if you're worried about shooting, so you can even put them off the table and just go, well, shoot something else um, yeah. because they're not there with the lurid haze. Um, the Bliss Barb Seekers, now they're, I think they're very good. Um, this is the mounted shooters, right? Yeah, so the, the mounted shooters, so they have... Um, they they have a lot of wounds because actually they've got four wounds each. There's twenty wounds in each each unit. Bravery's not particularly good. They get three shots each. I actually think they're one of those things that you just they're very. I think they're very easy to overlook. Um, I think people just don't need movement as a stat and add it up no. with the other abilities of something, right? And they get to they get um, run and shoot as well. So they're right. forty rolling runs. Rerolling the run because the ability, yeah. if you're near your general, which might be unlikely to say foot slogging, but mm -hmm. the point is, is that they're fast, resilient, and they can shoot. So the idea is their harassment, um, not particularly good in combat, but enough wounds to weather, you know, a, a low. They're not going to get killed by chaff in no. a turn. But they're there to generate your depravity, really, and to kill stuff because you know yeah. having having that much shooting in the list allows you to pick off heroes kill units thin them out do the shooting you've still got combat power um and you should rack up enough depravity to get a keeper of secrets by turn two um if they you know i i believe you should by by the fact you've had on your second turn you should be able to get a keeper if you're lucky um particularly ability to ambush them as well if needed you could ambush yeah. them get them to kill like rack up some depravity by shooting stuff take some hits back which is not unuseful when you've mm -hmm. got four wounds yeah i mean they're they're a decent unit again like you say to have in reserve um i i really like them i think i think they for 180 points they're they're a bargain um definitely would take these um yeah just think mortal wound output if you get pop a few sixes you know is they're just decent i think um yeah so that's that's the first list so that's um you know, it's it's got a lot of shooting. It's got some hell strides. Got some fiends. Hero suite, as we talked about, is is Oskilion and the mm -hmm. two other heroes. Um, and I think that's uh, a fairly decent army. Um, Quite rounded, I guess. You've only got one damage blob potential, largely, right? It's mm -hmm. it's it's the addition of lots of like death of a thousand cuts, apart from the fiends. And yeah, big deal, um, basically. Yeah, and it, the, it is more shooting than I probably would want to focus on. But like I say, it's I think if you were playing in the meta and going, actually, there's not enough um, damage, 
I'm not doing enough, then you can actually go, well, actually what I'm going to do is change the number of shooters down and increase the combat. Three, three times three times Hellstriders, two times 16s, yeah, and yeah. you've got some points to play with. Yeah. Um, for me, the idea is you summon your combat power through the depravity. So you're going to be putting on your Keeper of Secrets or your Blob of Demonettes or whatever just to mm. be... So it's the idea is that you've got these annoying harassment units that are all fast. You know, you've got your core of archers that sit back, kind of like they're very squishy, but they're kind of far enough away. Um, and you've got this one combat blob that you're going to be pushing into people. And then as the game goes on, you're going to start popping up super creatures or like, you know, like keepers or secrets or, you yeah. know, other, uh, it feels different sacrificing something if it's racked up a resource that kind of pays for itself yeah anyway right yeah exactly and i think the um the army itself will play quite well i think it's a bit vulnerable to be an alfred because it doesn't have those pre-game move screens because you you do have access to things like untamed beasts so you know for example like the bliss barb archers could be dropped out one unit of 11 put in two units of untamed beasts upgrade both the claw spears to hell scourges and that's yeah. back on two thousand points. No formations. I don't. I don't rate the formation. I don't think you need it when you've got the ability to push them back or have so many negative modifiers or protection in the first turn or put stuff off the table. I don't think you need to worry about Alpha Strike because um, I think you can almost leave a bait of bait trap of you can come on Alpha Strike my archers. I'll leave my fiends and big man off the table they'll come on and then i've got a chance to double you and then you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to kill them again because you've already dropped your load so to speak the stuff that you're worried about as well it might just be more drops than you anyway you know yeah. it's it's only worth doing that type of stuff if you are generally speaking i don't want the percentages but let's say you are on average like 80 percent likely to be the person who's getting the choice of who goes first or second and if it's if the armies that you're worried about, let's say it's like one to three drop Lumineth Pew Pew list or whatever, that, that might just wipe you regardless. And then you've gone in that direction and it's not served you. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the thing. You've talked about um the opponent has to make the choice right. So I, I'm I know that I've got loads of drops, but I've got that after deployment I can remove nice. something. Makes such a big difference. And just say, and then make my opponent go, oh, hang on, I didn't realise that. I've left a gap. Uh, I need to now... I need to go, I need to I need now to go, go first, first, but I couldn't quite reach I you anyway. Because I can't risk in that charge, and you've just immediately negated their advantage of having a, of having a lower drop count. So mm -hmm. I think it's... Um, the manipulation you can do off the table psychologically with this is quite high. D three as well. What if you get C three? What if? What if three units? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Put both your seekers and your fiends off the table, and you're like, oh, what am I gonna do now? You know. So um, personally, I I like it. I think it's um, it's pretty cool. Um, you've got you do have a way to get the locus in. Um, it, it's fine. I mean, that for me, I like the aesthetically. I think it would look good as well, which is important yeah. to me. Lots of different heights and base sizes yeah. and stuff like that. So moving on, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go, gonna skip over a list because I've got another lurid haze one in because it's a bit more continuity is better, right? To talk about that. Cool. So, um, this one I was okay. trying to use the combat units in battle line, 
which you already spoke about, and I was trying to get Sigvald into a list. Now, personally, I don't think Sigvald's worth the price tag. I need to play with him because I'm sure that he'll have games where he goes crazy. Um, but I figured, why not have him? Uh, just because I know people out there want to run him, want to know how to run a yeah. list with him, get some ideas. So, again, big man's in the list. He's in every list. I'm sorry, people out there. And, and it's, he's got, I've got a soft spot for him because it's a fat model. You don't get many of those in Age of Sigma, so it makes me feel <laughs> represented. Um, I know that's a thing, right, on the internet. Um, so, <laughs> um, all the reasons I spoke about, he's there. The Shard Speaker, again, I think is so good. You're gonna have it in every list. I I love the shard speaker. It's it's so good. Um, Lord of Pain is the general. Now the reason for that is it makes the twin souls battle line. Um, then you get your uh, you know again he's got the extra wound. He's got the command ability. Sigvold he doesn't do anything for your army. Like he he is just he's not is, a synergy piece, is he? No, no, he's just awesome for himself. And that's kind of cool, right? Um, but obviously, having the the um, the charge add free to charge rolls and his attacks, and then the wounds can't be negated. And he's got a four up ignore. He's got six wounds. He's got three plus armor save. Commandability you give him a two plus save in this one because you've got access to that commandability. So he can he can in a combat phase have a two plus save. Makes him way more resilient. Um, he also fights at the start of the combat phase if he charges. Um, so it, it's really good, especially if you're running, if you summon to keeper, he can go again because um, when it's your chance to pick. So he, if you charge, charge him in, fight. If you've popped a big number on his charge as well, you'll be rubbing your hands together. Then you've got you've got feverish anticipation in there as well this time. So he's, there's a good chance that you get the the run in there already he's going to be mm. quite easy to get into nice positions if you do get that big charge yeah and um if he charges in you get roll the big number he fights first go into your normal activation sequence you you then can activate him again with the command ability from the keeper of secrets if you've got one you summoned one there's no one in the list but you can always summon one um so he could be absolutely amazing for charge churning through things like uh, Hagnar Witch Elves because they don't get an armor save, they don't get an after save. He's doing D3 damage each. You pop like an 11 on the dice of a charge. You're like, right, well, I'm 11 attacks, twos to hit, re rolling ones, threes could be twos if you've debuffed them. So you're like, twos and twos, Ren two, damage D3 each, going go in twice, uh, two plus armor save. So don't. He's going to garner some attention, isn't he? He's really like people are going to underestimate him to the point where they don't, and then they're going to rush to deal with him. Yeah, and like even like Mortec Guard, he'll go in and just absolutely. I know, like I've been More speaking to Matt Leons a lot, and he loves Sigvald, and he's like just he's just thinking all these scenarios, these perfect storms where he goes in like a boss. Um, and I think that you know you've he's potentially amazing, so great model why not include him you know you're getting something that's fairly resilient um very fast to charge which is nice because it's a very reliable charge again yeah, you can put him off the table he gets plus three to charge you're nine away only need a six 
So he becomes quite a nasty prospect in Lurid Haze. He's a character, isn't he? So either using uh, a point for re-roll ones to hit, which is sexy AF on him, or um, mm. or re-rolling to make that charge and having gone off table is um, both of those are like that's a that's a bargain of a CP there. In Invaders, he's a hero. You can make him a general, so in addition to your other general. So in my list, he's a general again. So I've got two generals, and again, depravity generation. If you're in their territory, um, he also if he dies, you get a command point. So that's a 50-point thing you get back. It kind of offers yeah. his cost. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah good. good thinking, dude. I mean, you know, and, and the thing is, on turn one, he can be magnificent and in their army being a right pain in the ass. Um, and just, so just like, and that's a lot of fun for me. So I was trying to think, how do I get the most out of this model? And I think in this, there is some argument for pretenders with him, but because he can't be the general and get all the traits, he doesn't really get the benefit you get from... Um, being in invaders because the in, the stuff about lurid haze and the commander but you don't need they're not traits you just get them um but sigvald is great and you get to use him uh he'll be a pain every game you might he might be the one unit you drop off every game and your opponent's just gonna be like oh my god what's sigvald gonna do when's he gonna show up and you just imagine him like rocking in like a oh, hurricane proper, once he's done his makeup and hair it. Like a bit like yeah. Gene Simmons coming in from the sky, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, just coming in for his for his solo for twenty minutes, you know, like, uh, and I love the idea of that. Um, so he's in there. Now, I looked at the Myrmidon. Now I love the Myrmidon models, and I was like, right, I took you know ten Myrmidons and three hundred points. And what are they actually doing? They're defensive. They're there to be a block that sticks around. Now, I know people will look at this and go, but they do damage. Yes, they do, but Chaos Warriors are probably one of the best defensive units in Chaos. Well-rounded defensive units at that, right? Well, with 15 Chaos Warriors, you get 30 wounds with 4-up save. You can re-roll, and you get a mortal wound save. Plus, isn't it? 5-up. So they still get two attacks they're still freezing free yeah they don't have the ren they don't do mortal wounds but actually yeah you can't use the lord of pain on them they're not a head knight unit do you care no because your command points you're not going to be using it on that but you can make them plus one save because the command ability because they are still Sunesh. They're still in your army as part of your army they are free up armor savory rolling I can't oh, right. really fault that. Also, if you're against people who don't have rend, you, like yeah, oh, it's yeah. and just re-rolling ones would be good enough on them most of the time. Never mind re-rolling everything. No, exactly. So for me, like Chaos Warriors, awesome. Get to use the cool models. Yeah. Um, you can convert them with the bits from the twin souls you make, and then the bits left over go on to the warriors. You put the shields on because nice. you get the spare Helps. shields. Who knows? Helps justify the price tag on those uh, the fancy ones. <laughs> I don't care. I bought it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a simp. But... <laughs> um, uh, so you know, you, you've you've got your uh, your chaos warriors uh, as your core block of defensive unit that's going to be there, going to stick around. It's going to be a pain with with fat man. They're minus one to hit. Free up rerollable with a command point. Five up mortal wound save. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming. Um, twin salts. Now, these are damage darts. They're battle line. Now, the reason 
the Lord of Pain's in there, it makes those battle line. I did think maybe they're just better off being archers and you don't need the Lord of Pain. Mm-hmm. And then you don't need the Bliss Barb Seekers. They could be the combat ones or they could be a unit of six fiends. Then I kind of felt I'm going to write in the previous list. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's the thing. And I think for me, I wanted to make sure I tried to keep it different. Mm-hmm. You do also get the option to put them off table and run them at people. You, know, you could put Sigvald and five of them off table. He can make them re-roll their charge. He's at plus three. And then he could run a dude and five resilient and flexible dudes into a corner of your opponent's army and really screw with their game plan. they got to pay attention to that. Yeah, and I think as well, the twin souls, you can put them behind the warriors. They've yeah. got two-inch reach. So you could set up this phalanx. If you warrior block in a line with little side bits, like a like a like a, like this, like a little bracket. Yeah. And in the bracket, put your two units of five twin souls. It becomes a wall that you can push up the table, which is something you don't have normally with Sunesh. You could put um Glutos behind that wall in the middle. So you put Glutos next, in the middle, next. Warriors in a in line, next. twin yeah. souls either side. Yeah. You could also put them to the side and just anchor a flank with, you know. Mm-hmm. Then your Lord of Pain's got a two-inch reach, so he can go on one of those sides. You've got the command ability there. So you've immediately got this block of awesome combat power that you can march up the table, which is something Sinesh never really had. They didn't have this, like, armoured wall. And if you need to break out, you can move the warriors into, like, more of a, a block, and then the two units of twin souls can then move and charge out because they've got the eight-inch move. They're they're very good. They're very quick. Um, they are fast troops, aren't they? Yeah, and for me, I thought about it, and I thought about the Myrmidons, and the more I thought about the Myrmidons, the more I thought actually, do you just take, um, warriors, and I think you do. Like, I can't. I'm sure that like the Myrmidons might actually be a better combat unit than the Twin Souls, but that's another discussion. They get a rewardable save as well, but they don't get the after save. I just Chaos Warriors—they're just solid for ninety. They're points, not exciting, but it doesn't mean they're not good, right? They get me excited, but I'm weird. Yeah. So. so I think, and uh, I mean, <laughs> the internet's already. Well, I mean, I hope that most of all, out of that list, people took away the fact that you said it's all about having fun, being pain in the butt. Uh, which I believe is very appropriate with Slanesh. Um, <laughs> I mean, th- there's I know... a reason why the internet are talking about points being, and they probably are. The army isn't crazy efficiently pointed, no. and when you're getting five guys for 170 points, it's the type of thing that makes you question where they could go otherwise. Yeah, and the twin souls, like, they're like they're, they could be fairly resilient. They got a four up save. You can get a five up ignore if you've not done the because you've got to switch your ability every turn. So. Mm. They re-roll hit rolls, or they can re-roll get a five up after. So, depending on what you're fighting, you've got that flexibility as well. Kind of cool as well, right? It's just cool. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, like the Lord of Pain can use his command ability on them, so they can re-roll hit rolls. So if you've done the turn where you go in to fight, you go, I'm going to get my five up after, but I'm going to use my command ability to give me re-roll hits. That means I know people have said oh they're not worth taking with him because you could get that ability anyway and it's like yeah but you can't get it every turn you have to alternate and you can't have both whereas he lets you have both so wait to um, either double down in one instance or extend yeah. the period at which you know two turns of being damaging and he's got a four armor save and a five up after save as well 
So you've got the Warriors have got a five up mortal save. You've got he's got a five up after save. Or Glutos can have a five up after save. The Twin Souls can have a five up after save. You're a minus one to hit bubble. Do you notice how they're like Nurgle? Yeah, they're fast. You just described my old death army, actually. Well, this is why the book appeals to me so much. Honestly, yeah, I'm, um, I'm loving it. I'm all over this. Like so, fast moving dark blobs of debuff, joy and flexible irritation for your opponent. <laughs> like sign me up. <laughs> yeah, and because I think I haven't got the shooters in the core, got to have them in the the bliss barb seekers in there for the same reasons. Now the other thing I've been able to do is I've been able to squeeze the unit of untamed beasts in. Mm-hmm. Now this is your extra level of alpha strike protection because they're the screen. And they get to move pre-game to block, push them further back. So if you need to get more depth in your deployment zone, they're good at that. Um, I have to play some games because you might actually find that you're better off taking an endless spell like Life Swarm, having twenty points under for a triumph, or you know something else, or using those points to upgrade one of the units. Now I think the Chaos Warriors. Like the thing is, well, like if you if you add ten Myrmidons, they are three hundred points. You've got five less models. That's ten less wounds. So I just can't look past Chaos Warriors instead of Myrmidons. Yeah. Twin so, souls. A, big, a block of Chaos Warriors with a Triumph is nice. You know, I, <laughs> I can see that. Like any any list I have, if I've either got a dragon type thing slash large monster or a blob, and I don't tend to have more than one big blob, but if you've got one blob in there that is good in multiple ways you know uh getting reroll saves on them slightly redundant but um yeah that they would wear triumphs beautifully as a unit as well as command abilities uh, and you could even go for knights and take a chaos sorcerer because Ooh. you could use um oracular visions to give them reroll saves that's tasty and you've got demonic power to power them up Can the so- is the sorcerer mark slanesh yes you choose a mark yeah. when you buy him so, so you can drop both of those. If you rolled two units, you could drop him and them in front of your opponent and be very, mm. very worried. You wouldn't want right? to do it because you, you need the buff phase and the hero phase. So you uh, want them on okay. the table. But you, you want on table. I think you're going to be putting Sigvold off and maybe a unit of those barb seekers. Yeah. But like the options you get from playing Lurid Haze is, is very strong because mm-hmm. it gives you that that X factor with the deployment. I think Sigvold fits in this list really nicely. Oh, it does. You've got like, even if he's a big if he's 30 or 40 points too much, you know. That's I'd, still still pretty tasty in that situation, isn't it? It's I'd be interested to see his output. If he outputs the same as what you could get for 260 points in another unit, because it's you're probably not far off really no. what he can churn out he's got quite consistent stats hasn't he and uh, I think until he's damage, been damage d3 is a bit sketch yeah but that's good as well because it can spike both ways right you can under spike or over spike so yep um yeah so that's the second list i well third list but i think the second one and that's with sigvold using the twin souls uh again you'll notice there's always a theme i want to have at least two units of shootings i want to have some way to get depravity at range. I want some so if you're, way to if you're not myself. making the most of that, you should pop, unless you picked it purely on the models. There's other armies you could pick that do mm. what you're trying to do better, right? <laughs> no, exactly. You, and you um, may as well make the most of your core principle as a <laughs> as a unique army. <laughs> exactly. Um, so for me, this is um, 
definitely a list I want to try out. Um, you could upgrade those Seekers to the combat ones if you wanted more combat power. You could uh, change the Twin Souls down to um, Hell Striders, then you wouldn't need the Lord of Pain, and then you could change him out for a different character or something like that. So there uh, are some options. Put the mask in and just double down on, you yeah. know, irritation darts. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Like, what base sizes of these uh, models we're talking about dropping dropping off people? What size is Sigvold? What size is the mask? Sigvold's on a uh, 60 mil round. Okay, not too big. Or, or 62 mil round, I should say, because although it says 60 mil, it's actually 62. Not like I oh, cut out a base topper for it that's now two mil too small. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but it's fine because he's got a scenic base that covers it all anyway, so I just put sand on it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not bitter, honest. I went out and went, it doesn't fit. <laughs> like, well, um, at least it didn't take you ages to build or anything. No, it's sure. Um, so Lord of Pain's on a 40, Shard Speaker's on a 32. Oscar, hmm, I don't know what glutes, he's on a big base. He's on a bigger than a chariot base, I think. And mm -hmm. then, um, and the mask is going to be 40 or less, I imagine. 32. Uh, 32 for the mask. Oh, um, that's so annoying for, for people. Yeah, exactly. Sneaky, sneaky. And the like, Bliss just... come on these slightly bigger cav bases. Um, untamed beasts are a mix depending on what they are yeah. but sort of between 28 and 38 and 40 no I just I like the things that you could drop being you know when, when they when they are like 50 or less in particular that's the point at which your charges can well, sneak that's the thing about units. like when they try and block off their deployment zone if they've left a 32 mil gap you're like that's I, uh... that, the, the, the you know the uh Mask could just fit in that gap and be like, "Hey, I'm here." Any excuse that model as well. I love the idea of you having Sigvold. It's like it's like they're on a catwalk, isn't it? Which I guess is appropriate. Just got like the most stylish models, yeah, released, it, and then fatty like um, go off and annoy them. I'm hungry. No, exactly. And then um, uh, the the last list. Um, I'm gonna before I go into it, I'm gonna talk about the Faultless Blades, which is a another Wrath of the Ever Chosen. Can you not tell us about your living whip? I will. I will tell you all about the living whip because it's important. Okay. Um, so <laughs> right, let's go. This I'm is ready. again. This is. Um, I wanted to run a list uh, a bit more demon centric. Um, I did look at Celeste and I did look at um, trying to put more demons in. I just always end up with the mortals, and I think it's because I like them. I prefer them, and I think it's. Um, yeah, I think they do more than the demons do. Automatically uh, resilient as well, right? You know, they yeah, don't need help to be tough. I was speaking to Mike Wilson, uh, who's played a lot of Sunesh in the day before the Head Knights book, even before that, you know, um, and he plays a lot of demons. He's got a lot of it. He's been frantically building all his uh, new stuff. Um, but he said that he's coming up with some Godseeker demon lists around the chariots as core and Seekers. And, and so I think there's definitely some lists there. Um, the Mortal Wound output on the chariots in particular is actually quite good because you can double down on it because it happens at the end of the charge and at the combat phase. So then you can locus stop them piling in. You can mitigate the damage. I just haven't had time to digest it. And um, honestly... I want you wouldn't build them. I'm not going to build them. So <laughs> I, it might be the best thing in the world, but I ain't going to do it. So like, um, and this is I've got a couple you can have. I've got I've got loads. They're built. Everyone. Oh, okay, that's different. I might take you up on that. Um, so <laughs> people are like, um, uh, it's weird. You're building models for me. No, uh, so, but you know, so don't take this as 
these are the only options. These are just the options that I've I spent a good four or five hours today reading everything, thinking, coming up with ideas. So these are my initial thoughts, and I'm sure when I play some games, um, all those when you get into contact with the real world with the meta that's when you start going actually i need bellacore because i can't deal with this one thing he he's yeah, the you, x factor or you just get on table and your army looks small or it doesn't feel as small yeah. as you thought it would or stuff you, you don't know that until no. can until i block off my deployment zone i've got enough stuff you know have yep. i do i get enough depravity how do i get more depravity um stuff like that so Facehammer merchandise is available from elementgames.co.uk. Head over to the website and type Facehammer in the search bar to see the full range. From custom dice in a multitude of colours, paint racks to hold Vallejo Scale 75 Games Workshop and many more ranges of paints, and objective markers to make sure you never miss an objective again during match play. Head over to elementgames.co.uk and search for Facehammer. So if you want to support the show, pick up some cool gamer swag from the Element Games web store and level up your hobby. This list is a little bit more a little bit more tricksy. Um, so this is a little bit more uh, what I would call tricky and uh, a little more, more focused on the pretenders because I know they were popular before. So I looked at the Raph. I don't like the Godseeker one. I just didn't. I just looked at it, I went, I don't really like it. Godseekers I know were the go-to before, but I'm not a big fan. Um, anyway, so Faultless Blades, so what you get with this. So you, you get an ability called Send Me Your Best. So you get plus one to hit with melee weapons if one of your units um, targets a hero and they charged. So if you're playing against someone who's got a lot of heroes or, or you're fighting heroes, you get plus one to hit against heroes when you charge them. So... That's just a flat rule across your army. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, Quite specific, but a nice bonus to have in the bag. Yeah, but you think about like anything on like you know zomb- like vampire or the zombie dragon or cauldron or marathi or yeah. sons of bear Me- mega gargan or you know they're all heroes. So it also means you can send like crappy things into a wizard on foot, and there's much less of a chance that it survives on two or three wounds. You know, yeah, but like you could put, you know, whatever it is. It makes your your units that are good at getting around the sides, like your Hell Striders, Seekers, they can charge that here and reliably kill it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, um, big difference. It's it's a free ability, so like you just get it extra. So yeah, you mm-hmm. have to take the command trait and the artifact, but you can take two command traits in Pretenders, and these today are good, so you're not bothered. You get this command ability. Now, this is the one I think this is awesome. Okay, so you use this once per turn in the combat phase. You pick a Pretenders host unit holding within 12 of a Pretenders host hero. Then the first two wounds you allocate to that model are negated. Oh. Or that unit. So that gives you a two-wound buffer on a unit, on Sigvold, on a Keeper, on glutus on anything so that is amazing if anyone has played against the mortec uh what's the horsey man who's just yeah the leash one wound with, phase, uh, yeah nor, yeah he, he just survives for forever like it's just flat negation of that type is 
because very very the thing about those wounds is they are wounds after everything so they're after your after saves after your armor saves so they are potentially that could be 30 attacks negated yeah depending what your defenses stats are what their hits and wounds rolls are so you know, you might roll a bundle of attacks, get through the three up armor save and the five up half to say, oh, God, I've done three wounds. No, you've done one wound. Yeah. Massive. It's huge. So you can almost guarantee someone's not going to tick down a bracket in the case yeah. of uh, of Glutus or the Keeper Secrets or something like that. Like, that is that is legit. Yeah. And um, I I think Armor of Arrogance, it sounds amazing. It's, it's how I live my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just wrap yourself in self-belief and uh yeah no uh, <laughs> believe believe hammer so i love it um that you get the trait that you have to take in addition he gets two on your general in in uh pretenders and um it basically means that units that, that um start a pile in within 12 um can move an extra three when they pile in so it's okay like you get to a six inch pile in rather than a three inch or if you've got the mask it's nine inches rather than six <laughs> which God, could be quite lucrative depending on what you're doing um if you've charged something with two units and wiped <laughs> it out that second unit just gets uh, to like that's the like strength a... that's the strength that's... of it it's the when you double charge a screen it's the cas- kill cascade it, charge and then you get right. to pile in six rather than three so for or me nine. Uh, with a tiny base because it's from your from your general um you still get another command trait because that's just one um then you get the artifact which is contemptuous brand pick one melee weapon get plus one to wound that targets a hero can't complain at that that's that's just good like it's not attack flat good um so in pretenders in the command traits you get different ones, but I've I've gone with Monarch of Lies. So it says at the start of the combat phase, pick an enemy hero in three, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by that hero. Right. So it's an extra minus one. Uh, you could go for Strength of Godhood to get plus one damage. You could go for Strongest Alone, but I don't think you're going to be on there. You could get um you could get Hunter of God Beast, which is plus one damage uh, against monsters. Um, so you might take that one. Um, so they're all pretty good. Like, there's one that's reroll battle shock if you're in nine of that general. Um, there's one that means extra models flee. Um, I like the monarch of lies. It's only because I've gone full, as you'd affectionately call, blue back knobhead. Um, <laughs> so this list should we, is... explain, should we explain the concept of blue black knobhead? <laughs> you can to explain. To people it. who haven't played. All right, so if anyone's played Magic the Gathering, black are like evil and blue are magic, and blue won't kill you, but they'll like put you back in your opponent's hand and stuff like that and just screw with you and slow you down and like advantage you on the board, so to speak. And then combining that with black is just like negation, 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 and then before you realize that you've lost because you didn't win. <laughs> it's that control. It's, it's, it's all about control. So... Yeah. um so I've gone for the Pretender's Host in there. So I've still got the big man. All the reasons we said, minus one to hit bubble. Can't can't look past it. Shard Speaker, um, which again is for the abilities. Now I will I will get my book and do it because I, I, I clicked the X on my war scroll, which was very professional of me. Uh, but I want to make sure I get I do actually explain how good the um the shard speaker is. So 
So it's 150 points. What do you get for that? Well, it's a wizard, um, so immediately yeah. good. Um, if you cast a spell, you get plus two to save, so it gets a free up save rather than the five up. Um, it's got five wounds, so it's fairly squishy, six-inch move. But once per turn you're shooting phase, you can pick an enemy unit within nine. So that's after you've moved and run. So you can move up the table, then hit a unit with it. So it's actually quite a long range. On a free push, you get to add one to wound rolls that target the unit. Nice. In the combat phase. So If he's ran, it means he can't charge. He could also be piling in an extra whatever in this uh, as well. You don't still cool. need to be even free to pile in, which is the ah. doesn't give you that second bit, which makes it juicy. Oh. Um but you also have the Reflection Eternal Spell, which is on a 6, enemy unit within 12, uh, subtract 1 from wound rolls made by that unit. So they get minus 1 to wound, or you get plus 1 to wound if you're within 9 and you've rolled a 3 up. So Because the most stuff's short, but it's stuff, like there's not many that your opponent really, really wouldn't want to stop. No. And like I like those two spells like that those two abilities one's an ability one's a spell mm -hmm. it's it's just a decent model i just i just like yeah. it um gives you i've taken battle rapture which is the battle shock immunity uh one unit or if you roll a 10 or more d3 units so it's a command point saving basically because you need it you want you don't want command points in this list just yeah. i haven't bought any extra so you're not gonna have many but you just need mm -hmm. to be very very conservative with them um so we've got the keeper secrets now Keeper of Secrets, um, I went, obviously, for you've got the Contest of Cruelty and the Contemptuous Brand and Monica Lies, and it's got the spell Born of Damnation. Now, Born of Damnation allows you to heal D3 wounds on any Sunesh hero, whereas the Progeny of Damnation, which is the Greater Demon spell, only allows you to heal demons. So I took the lower level one, because <laughs> the other one does D3 or D6. This one does D3. So I took the lower level one because um, I'd rather have the ability to, to heal the Shard Speaker or Glutus than not. So yeah. Um, now, the, the Keeper itself, so we didn't really touch of it in the show, but there's some little changes that are important. So the Living Whip is a shooting attack, so immediately it gives you a way to generate Depravity, if you need to like just just chip a wound or something off something at range, it's only six. Range is it? Six. Okay. But it's okay. Freeze and freeze. One rend, one damage, one attack. So it's just like I'll just ping that model before I charge this thing. So if that's gonna give me depravity before I charge something else, you know, if you get it, so it's it's okay. But the main reason to take the living whip is that start the combat phase, pick an enemy monster within six. Um, and roll a dice on a free up, pick one melee weapon, subtract one from hit rolls. So you're minus one to hit because you've got the Osgiliath, uh, the Gluteus Lord bubble. You've got minus one to hit because the whip, and you've got the other ability, which is a hero from the Pretender's Contempt command trait, which is minus one to hit. So if you've got a monstrous hero and that you've got Glutos within 12, and you use both these abilities on them, they are going to be minus three to hit you. That's a good way to keep a secret, keep a keeper of secrets alive, right? <laughs> yeah. Plus, you could then make them ignore the first two wounds you suffer. And then you can maybe heal them. <laughs> and you can maybe heal him. I like that. So, the Living Whip, it may not be the best choice, but I think it's quite cool, because especially if you're playing against like Sons of Bearmat, 
or uh, Archeon or Alario or Nagash or someone. And we spoke about the show, the Keeper can't go in and fight twice because it's going to die before it strikes it. But And actually, it's within six, so you don't even need to... It's not even subtract one when you hit the Keeper. It's just subtract one. So you can whip someone who's not in within three of you. Yeah, but is hitting pinned. something else to give yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and I just think that an extra minus one to hit is more important than a heal, a six up ignore, or a, some mortal wounds after You're the fact. Stopping stuff before it matters, right? Yeah, like, let's, let's just stop it now. Let's let's not let things escalate. Let's just no. Yeah, and it's it's um you also got the it also means that if you use dark temptations, which is optional. But you can pick a hero, and if they refuse the challenge, they take D3 mortals. If they accept, they get plus one to hit, but next turn on a four plus, they die. So <laughs> you could go, well, I'll, I'd not bothered you without getting plus one to hit because they're already at minus three, or whatever. Mm. So yeah. actually, I'm just going to I'm gonna tempt you anyway. Um, yeah. Because you're probably just going to take the wounds, right? I mean, most people will. Yeah. Um, so he's in there for that. Now, yeah, you could go for strength for godhood, other stuff. I don't know. I just got like that. So, um, he's got obviously the command ability to fight again for a head knight unit. So, you can go in fight, and then when you get to activate again, you can activate the same model again. So, <clears throat> he's good for that. Um, choir as well. Um, so you can do an AOE mortal wound spell. He's got to, he gets to cast two spells. Now, I quite like the fact you've got um, Glutos can get two, the keeper can get two. You've got quite a lot of magic in this list. You've got five casts, so it, it gives you the um, ability to uh, get off your endless spells, which I have two in this list. Yeah. So you you might you can play around with the what trait you take, but the artifacts and the other trait are fixed. So I just thought I'd lean into those. Mm-hmm. I Again. think it's nice that your summoning is going to go straight away, not on a keeper because you have yeah. one. Right, yeah. that is a thing because that's that's going to be the default. You want him down as soon as possible, probably generally speaking, not in every situation, but you want him down as soon as possible to get access to the ability to attack twice with a single unit. Mm-hmm. He's already on the table, so you know, in in that case, you could just be like pooping out tens of demonettes for board position, or making screens, or dropping ranged things, or dropping a chariot. You know, you're your first investment that you're going to want to do, he's already down. And that means that you might get to summon immediately twice rather than waiting and building up to something that's slightly bigger. I think it's, I think that's going to make more of a difference on the table than it does on paper than people would think. No, exactly. And I think the, um, having your keeper in your starting list means you give our facts and traits and with, um, pretenders it's, makes him a lot more effective uh but he's an anti-hero piece so anti-monstrous hero he's he's your he's your guy for that job so that's why i've led into that battle line is 15 chaos warriors for all the reasons i've spoken about just great um and two units of bliss barb archers again need the archers to get some damage out there um now i've actually gone for combat unit is six fiends now again, they are the the other thing I should say about the keeper. It does have a three inch reach and a two inch reach on its blade, so 
you can actually stick him behind the Chaos Warriors. Ooh. And he becomes, although you can't make the Chaos Warriors fight twice because they're not head knights, he does have a, um, it does protect him even more. And if they put a big monster into your Chaos Warrior block, you can actually whip the guy over the top to reduce the um, the hit That's rolls cool. of their weapon, whichever weapon it is that you're worried about. The most worried about, yeah. And, you know, again, against Sons of Bearmat, that's going to be a real pain. Like, you're minus one to hit anyway because you're within Rune of Glutos, then so you're next to minus one for the whip. Against the entire destruction book. <laughs> army. That's gonna. That's a pain. <laughs> um, and I actually think um, you're, you're almost getting all the stuff Nurgle gets. You know, ignore the first two wounds, after saves, minuses to hit, minuses to wound. Um, and you're also getting the speed and you're getting the damage. Um, I think it's it's almost like Nurgle plus the Sinesh book. We've even got um, a fair amount of mortal wound protection kicking about, whether it's full yeah. ignores or five up against mortals or other stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and the reason I'm leaning into defense, uh, which might seem a bit strange, is the more likely that people are to leave you alive with a wound or two and give you a depravity point. So that's why mm-hmm. you have, well, you want to die slow. You want yeah. to savor the experience of getting killed with Sonesh. <laughs> Enjoy Perfect. it and uh, and get yourself more depravity. You know, the longer it lasts, the better. So I've been told. So uh, <laughs> that's how it is. So um, you then, I've got my fiends in there. Now you could change these out to um, another um, unit like you could even go for 10 of the combat seekers, but you need to find 40 points. Now, the reason I say 10 is, I believe, let me double check this. I, I don't have it. I was trying to find it and I thought, mm, maybe it's, I'm getting it wrong. They, you do get a bonus for units of 10 or more models in Pretenders. You can always uh, drop out one of the spells if you need to, to wiggle some yeah. points there. Uh, I believe you do. I might have that wrong. That's um, no below. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, okay. So, uh, yeah, I, there was. I did read something, but it might be. It might just be the. Um, so what Russ is imagining in the comments. <laughs> it might be a godseeker thing. <laughs> anyway, um, but anyway, so you could run that unit of fiends. Could be any combat unit you want. It could be two units of bliss barb seekers, and then the archers could be different core. Um, again the core you're a little bit restricted because for 150 point like myrmidons they just they just don't do what they do they could be chaos knights which wouldn't be a bad choice um i guess you want to keep something as demons rather than mortals right because of mm. because of your potential abilities uh it doesn't really matter because the ability is head and knight unit so from the key oh, okay so it doesn't matter um the reason i like the fiends is because you get the double the, the double minus to hit, minus to wound. So minus two to hit, minus one to wound with a six unit. They're quite fast and they do quite a lot of damage. I think they're they're one of those things that can spike. Um, Multiple wounds are model as well, which again links into depravity. Yeah. There's a lot of wounds in there. So, But I mean, you get more wounds for the Seekers. So you might, those six fiends could be two units of five Bliss Barb Seekers. So mm-hmm. you get 20 wounds a unit rather than... Um, the list changes hugely, doesn't it? One one swap completely changes the personality of this list. 
Yeah, and I think most lists you've got that 360 point unit that can be swapped around to whatever you want it to be. Could be another keeper if you really wanted to. I mean, it's no... People have that army kicking about, that's for sure, without the fiends. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, But that's... So I think, like, Glutos is basically, for me, in my head, he's like the Keeper of Secrets. He is another one, but he's Mm -hmm. just does a different job. I mean, even uh, Shalaxi is a good choice. If you want a keeper that isn't, um, you're not going to give artifacts to anyway. It might as well be Shlaxi. Um So well, you've got you just the, rounded it, rounded it out with untamed beasts. Yeah, little screen, little screen. Now, one of the things I've got in this list, which is a little bit interesting, is the life swarm and the burning head. Now, the reason mm-hmm. they're in is obviously well. I mean, the burning head gives me a way to do damage to my units to give me depravity. So. Mm-hmm. It does D3 mortal wounds. Now, the important thing about this is I can summer it and not hurt myself, but get the Wrathful Aura, which is reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by units with their whole within nine of the model. All right. Now, the reason that's good is because it doesn't say combat. Ah, uh, okay. So that's really good. It buffs the shooting. But so what I can do is ping a unit, do the damage, which I know will give me depravity. This is why I think the Bliss Barb Seekers might be better than the Fiends. So you hit them. You're not going to kill one because they've got four wounds each. You do D3 mortals. You can mm-hmm. then heal them with the Life Swarm mm-hmm. because you've got that as well. And you're able to get reroll ones on all your shooting if you stay compact. Yep. And so they've got pretty decent range, haven't they? So that's Yeah, I mean, 80 terrible. inches. So it's, yeah. it's okay. Um, obviously, it is predatory, so your opponent could use it to mess around with you um but at the same time they're going to be giving you depravity yeah yeah so All it's right. it's okay and i think it's um one of those spells it's quite cheap um it, it's just i think it's decent um you, you could do mortals with it so and it can be every unit as well so you could actually use it aggressively against your opponent ping some wound mortals on them put it and then use it to buff your troops um to get reroll hit rolls of one now obviously this does mean that if you're stacking the minuses to hit and they get this buff as well then you're mitigating one of you're giving them an option to to reroll um so it's not it maybe it's something you need to think about whether you want to use it or where you put it you need to be a little bit careful Flexible option um you can um you can put it out let it do its thing and then get rid of it right is is that doable Mm, you can it's not i wouldn't say it's um bit of a waste of your spells yeah i mean it might be that you summon a um uh what's it called the enrapturous because she gets to unbind dispel and end the spell for free okay um, yeah and then she does a range attack so when you get you start getting your depravity ticking um she might be one of the options you come in very early on um you can give up a cast to do it if you want um, but you can't, you'd have to be there the next turn. So um, the Emerald Life Swarm, again, it's a predatory spell. And this is this offsets the negatives of the other one because if they move that, you're going to move the Life Swarm. And they might go, actually, I don't want you moving the Life Swarm because I don't want you healing that model. So I'm going to move the Life Swarm and then you get to move the Burning Head anyway. Okay, so, so use them as a pair, kind yeah. of a potential pair. And then what this does is it heals. So um, after it's moved, pick one unit in one inch, heal D3 wounds, 
or if no wounds, you can return slain models to a combined wound characteristic equal to less for the D3. So mm-hmm. you could put archers back in, you can heal your heroes. Um, pretty good. It's it's just a, a nice healing spell. For me, it's it's one of those things that allows you to ping damage on and then heal it off later on. Um, use the Fane, take your wound, heal it off later on. You won't get the depravity if you've healed because it's in the battle shock phase when you, you do that. But the point is is that you move this between rounds as well. So I believe that um, forgetting the first time you summon it, but when it's still on the table, if you've had your turn, battle shock phase, you've been hurt, you get your depravity, then it goes into the start of the battle round. You get to move this, you get to heal. That's You've already got the depravity and you've healed the wound off. Yeah. There's nothing to blockers as well, you know. Lets yeah. you you can anchor a flank if you're desperate or stop people from reaching an objective, something like that. Yeah, and, and it's just it's okay. I mean you might find once you've played a few games that you just go it's just a waste of eighty points and could be uh just swap them out for a second unit of untamed beasts yeah. or upgrade a different unit or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or use forty points to upgrade the the fiends to those uh bliss barb seekers, uh yeah. the, the Slick blade seekers, whatever they're called. You can or... keep burning head, drop the life swarm, upgrade those, and then have nineteen eighteen be more likely to get triumph. Yeah, there's some options. I mean, yeah, all these lists will you'll have to play games and then figure out is it working, is it fun, does it work, what's the meta? Do I need to shift certain things around? You know, if there's loads of shooting, you might want palisade in instead of head just to yeah. protect you from shooting. Yeah, um, not that cool. You know, or something. It's another minus one to That's hit. That's another well. thing where your opponent doesn't want to give you first, potentially, because no. you get the opportunity to just set that up and. Yeah. And, and I think it's original. got a dazzling minus one to hit thing as well. So you can get another yeah, yeah. minus to hit if you want it. So. Because <laughs> you're low on the mic. Because you just. Just because. Um, <laughs> but, you know, being able to go into like Archeon and being minus three to hit with your keeper. He's going to go in, he's going to get to fight multiple times. He's going to go around churning those monstrous heroes up. It's very in keeping with what um, Pretenders is all about. Um, personally, I, I quite like that, the feeling of um, of that super keeper, but in an army that shooting is buffed as some options. Definitely, a, this is going to be a playing man's army, isn't it? This is a, yeah. this is a, techie, a techie toolbox. That's why I like it. And so I think yeah. it will be underestimated because um, as the game moves on and as people, you, you've you got the flexibility, I think, in the army to lean into the strength because there are different things. There's, there's also the ceilings of practice, right? You practice more and more and more with uh, like a, a one-dimensional army. I've done that with bone splitters. I got worse as a player. Worse, worse, worse. Better with this, but worse, 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 worse less flexible, less flexible, less flexible. Whereas you're practicing with this great big, weird inter, you know, like synapse, whatever it is, um, coherency list. And you're you're just going to get better and better and better and better and better. And your opponents probably are not going to get better and better and better against beating it because it's a weird list. And it's, a, yeah. it's an army that probably isn't going to be taken as widely. Yeah, and I think once you, you get into that meta shift, um, when people are taking different things, like more shooting comes in, because and this is why I think the slaves books got so many strengths, because you've got those untamed beasts and because you've got the bellicor and you've got the, the reduced charges and you've got 
all the flexibility of the books of chaos i'm pretty sure there's going to be something you can do to mitigate the strength in the meta it's not going to be a complete one-sided counter but yeah you've this list what i like about the snash it has its own niche which is in a way it's its way of messing with your opponent like like yeah. and you're what you're trying what i've every time i write a list what i'm trying to do is prolong the survivability of my units you get better the longer the game goes yeah and you know the more you can have buffs up and stuff like that and if you, the way to beat slanesh historically has been to you know just screw them as fast as possible before they can start levering that advantage i think like the old, the old book's just completely different to this. I mean, like, the, oh, it's completely, you would it's just go in and go, yeah. can I kill all the heroes and stop them summoning? Did that, yeah. I so played, it was prevalent when I was playing Planesplitters. That was all I did was target priority it. Ironically, the shoot fingers. all the heroes meme is, is was how <laughs> you beat them. <laughs> but now I think they're a very different animal. Um, yeah. And I, the, the, I really like Undoubtedly, them. the strongest thing is still, if you're, like, your worst nightmare is going to be KO. And stuff like that, right? Yeah, but I think with the old book, it was auto lose. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, even even like Sigvold just running amok, like mm-hmm. you, I mean, you've even got the command ability to ignore the first two wounds. If you like, he's going to try and kill us, you know, Gluteus in one round, drop down and kill him. You've pushed him back anyway. You can put him off the table if you're playing. I was going to say that if you're playing the off tables, it's um, very very powerful for or that, you right? can go well actually i'll just ignore the first two wounds i've used my untamed beast to push you back so you can't get much in range if you don't kill him i've got an awful lot of stuff on the table that can get into you and do a lot of damage mm-hmm. and if they and if they didn't kill anything then they give you depravity as well yeah, yeah. and like do you kill the keeper or do you kill glutus or do you kill like where do you targets had target saturation do you shoot the fiends protection so yeah. like there's a lot of wounds. I mean like that list has got 122 wounds. The wounds Not might loose. be a little bit off because War Scroll Builder doesn't actually have any of the bliss barbs on it, so I've had to manually do it, which is why I haven't just got it on a web page, which is a bit annoying. But um yeah, so I would say that you've got the ability to mitigate that shooting drop. Um even Bellacore, like if you've got him, yeah, you can yeah, just yeah. go, well, actually I'll just stop that unit. Yeah. Um so if you've had added a bit, I haven't. I've intentionally not put Bellacor in my list because I just figured it's nice to yeah. not not people know what he does. Put him in, um, and just to see, like, but I think it infinitely makes the list stronger. Um, I think he's only two forty. Yeah, he is. So it's not hard to find two hundred and forty points in the list. Um, yeah. You know, like i mean like obviously like sigvold's almost a direct swap for bellacore in that other list um but i like sigvold in that list so yeah it's, it's just up to people what they want to do um mm-hmm. but i think sanesh super good book i know a lot of people are down on it on the internet i think um the reason it seems expensive is you will throughout the game get a lot of free stuff mm-hmm. flexible free stuff as well and it's not restrictive summoning either you know it's pretty it's pretty open summoning potential yeah, I mean, you've got 12 so. inches of the Fane and 12 inches of your heroes for your depravity summoning. Um, I think you only do one unit a turn, which I think is fine. Um, I think without the Keeper in the list, it's probably a go-to, unless you're really struggling 
for bodies or for a screen or for something else and you go actually I'm going to do something else yeah. um, I think the for me out of the lists I was originally I was the first list I was the kind of one I liked but I think the more and more I think about it the more I like the Sigvold list okay um, but you want the first and the, the first and the the first and the second list that we talked about to have a baby basically yeah exactly yeah. somewhere in between but again, even then, like this uh, Faultless Blades list, I think if the meta is very character hev- character monster mash heavy strong, it's it's going to be a oh, real a counter for day. that. Yeah, um, I know it's like it, facing it's, people's characters when they're debuffed. It just feels like a, cheating, doesn't it? As a deaf player, I would just be in like absolute horror trying to beat this because it's like it's oh. all you know, having shooting, it's all melee. Poor um, vampire lord without his ethereal <laughs> amulet. That is not something I would be pleased yeah, about. Even like, even like, um, uh, Terrorgeist, you know, I know you've got the the bite X factor, which is still a thing, but I, yeah, I still think it's a decent option. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of Sunesh book. I think, um, people have written it off you need to probably have a second look at it i think if you're and, and actually it's really funny because there's lots of people collecting Sunesh, and i think it's because they're not obvious power and they're not top end because i don't like playing an army that's really powerful that's why i sold my old Sunesh army and it's something that ant talks about on um from the aeros coach when he talks about on his show that he shelved his army uh because it wasn't fun for the other person when you just make them go last and delete everything yeah. And or you get shot off and it wasn't it just wasn't interesting to play with. Whereas I think this book you is get worse. really interesting. I've done that. I've done that. The the, the yeah. best I've ever you know, the, the best I've ever been was before I started ETC practice with the Bone Splitters. I felt I felt like really up on my knowledge of the game in general. I was playing an army that participated in every phase, loads of movement, proper cerebral list to play, exhausting to play, but rewarding. And I went from that to target priority, and I just got so much worse. I got very good at that army. That was the aim. Um, I'm fine with the fact that I did it. ETC was sick. But um, it made me worse at Warhammer by a lot, yeah. by loads. <laughs> I don't think there's something to be said for like playing an army that makes you a better player. I remember yeah. the, best, the biggest gains I got in my play was when I went and played a High Elf army back in 6th edition with Swordmasters and NMSU. Where stuff matters, Where basically. everything was important, but nobody saw it and nobody really understood why I had little units of six Swordmasters in lines and things like that, <laughs> and eagles. I and I remember absolutely schooling people up because they'd never seen anything like it, didn't mm-hmm. know how to deal with it. Um, and so when everyone was running like Death Star of Knights plus stuff, and yeah. then he, I was like, no, I'm going to run like lots of small units that do a thing and just not care about losing any of them. So it's almost like you don't know where the, the squidgy center is to get into. You just have an options as well, right? If you, if you face something you don't understand, if you have an army that does more things, you are more likely to have something to be able to, you know, square peg that square hole. Whereas yeah. if all you do is one thing, then you do that one thing. And I think that's the the flexibility in list writing is something I want to have. And some books just don't give you the option. Yeah. Um, Sick army to change as well, because you can change 150 ish or 350 ish points. You you could change that every two months and you could play a completely different feeling army for that small alteration mm -hmm. 
in a hero or in you know your, your death star or swap out shooters for melee or vice versa or even just change temple thing yeah that that's yeah that's infinitely playable infinitely flexible several different types of lists there the moment you dropped the big the big dude as well like your, your list yeah. to completely change and you'd have 400 points yeah i think in the pretenders list you could you know you could drop him out and put something <clears> else in you might find that when you start playing with him he just isn't worth 400 points i or doubt slow it. or something or yeah well yeah maybe you're using I'd... your this is something i wanted to cover right you are if you're going at your opponent you're presuming you're going to be trying to roll a six on his run roll right that's um... that's going to be what he does quite a lot is moving your your flotilla island of resilience forward as fast as possible i think you're most scenarios you need to get to the mid table to get yeah. to capture so turn one you're doing it and then you're not doing it and i don't that think point. it's a bit like playing with catacross so i've played a lot with catacross and obr and for me he doesn't need to be fast because you might use a relentless discipline to get the table on the first turn but then he's blobbing around the middle and it's the same with mortec guard yeah. i mean he's a lot quicker than they are because they only move four i think he's moved six um mm -hmm. you but the thing is is like you don't need um you just don't need to be any further up the table, especially when you've got shooters, because no. you don't need to chase the game with him. He just needs to stand around where your stuff is and just blob in. It's a bit like a cauldron. You don't need... To, he doesn't need to be, like, flying across yeah. the table. You don't want that right? thing, though, where you don't do it turn one and then he's just about out and you have yeah. this weird... like. Oh, 100%. You'd be running up first turn. But, I mean, like, once he's in the mid-table... I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's just a... It's a general rule of thumb. If your army's going up, you should be sixing his run. <laughs> yeah, play. maybe. Uh, but yeah. command points are a premium, especially with the abilities that you get from these hosts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the reroll, you get to reroll runs with with the uh, the haze, so you don't need to necessarily use a, a six. Oh, uh, yes. So, that's, um, that's a very good point. I, don't, yeah. I think even you'll, if you just you'll get value eight, back from that. As long as you deploy him aggressively, you're fine. Like, I don't. Yeah. I think you're. Um, because his his buff is if we within twelve of him, so as long as your units aren't like too far away from him, then I think it's fine. As long as their their maximum point is eleven point five or whatever. And the good thing about shooting is that you you make them come to you, right? So yeah, yeah. Like, that's why that's I think, a big difference from old. And they never had it, and like I think this is the biggest Ever. X factor with the Sunesh book is people not really realizing the shooting makes this army like well-rounded you've got shooting oh, yeah. you've got combat you've got speed you've got you've got summoning you've got tricks quite a lot of magic side, too you magic I you mean, just you keep having a lot of magic by accident in your list that you're writing and you can get some of the best slaves to darkness stuff in there without the the without feeling like, oh i can't get shooting or i can't get this it's like you, yeah. know, you can have all of it you can have your Good cake point. and eat it do not underestimate one, chaos warriors or chaos knights either i think knights are pun. yeah yeah it's great like, I mean, even Varangard. I mean, Varangard aren't awful. I mean, like, you can... I think you can... Um, there's lots of stuff you can take. Um, you have to be aware that the limitations on keywords... So, you know, it says Slaves to Darkness unit, so Shrine doesn't buff Sunesh Head Knight units, mm -hmm. and you might have to worry about the Keeper says Head Knight units, so it doesn't mean you can't do it with Knights. But there are other ways to get double pylons with... Um, units Farangard get it innately. You can do it with the yeah. Chaos Lord. Um, Chaos Sorcerer can buff Slave Starch units to make very good in combat, very good at resilience. Yeah. Uh, and what you do is, and Gluteus, the great thing about him, he doesn't need to buff your units, he debuffs their units. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the same with the Quite a lot of your spells do speaker. that. And yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So I think Vanguard are heroes, aren't they? That's probably got some utility. Yeah. Are the Vanguard's heroes? The what? Sorry. The Vanguard are they heroes? No, they're only heroes in Knights of the Empty Throne, which is a slave to Darkness ah, Allegiance. Yeah. So that's so okay. Morton's been playing that a lot, but I think it's okay. But um, <laughs> I, I think for me, like the. <laughs> The Sinesh book's just got all these options. It's got a lot of allies. It's got stuff you can do. Uh, it, it's very flexible. It's way more competitive than I think people are giving it credit for. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things you can do with it is you the, the battle off the table, which is do your opponent know? Does your opponent know what it does? Have they prepped for it? Have they changed their list for it? Can you make them into making bad decisions with stuff like, well, I'm going to put this stuff off the table now. You've left a gap. Sigvold's in your army. And you could have it's so disruptive, like even the mask or Sigvold on their own could be so disruptive to your opponent's plans that it's worth the that in itself is worth more than you can count, really. Yeah. Um I think taking the keeper in your main line is kind of a a, a very stealthy, huge difference to the army. Because, mm. you know, it how I don't know what a keeper is in depravity was it ten or something. Uh, I believe it is. It's like ten or twelve. It's not, not not okay. Not cheap. Is, it's a is lot. The point, basically. So, um, um, I've got it here. So a key because is twelve. Sorry, yeah, twelve. Okay, that's cool. So if you're not building up to that, you could be building up to a six or a five, and that is so much more achievable. So mm-hmm. you, you're restricted to a unit per turn. Um, you're you not always going to get five seekers for six. Yeah, you're not going to get so, to do exactly what you want in every one of your turns, or you might wipe something out by accident. You know, it's not necessarily bad, but it might be for what you're going after. Getting to drop a thing a turn means that rather than dropping four things in the game, you could be dropping five. Yeah. Or you know, for the first, the the three most important turns, which is the first three turns, you could be dropping something a turn rather than something in two of those turns. And even if it's not as big and sexy or whatever, you did get to do something flexible again, screwing with your OP their mind, the table, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that has a value. And I hadn't thought about that when we did the last show for sure. Yeah. And I think like even like putting an Rapturous down, although yeah. she's lost the innate ability to generate depravity, she's got a shooting attack. So it gives you a way to do it. She and you get the debuffs their casting or yeah. something as well. Yeah. 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 That's so, that's not bad. That's tasty. Um, no, there's several ways to debuff their casting with Sunesh actually, which is another thing that that again if if casting comes into the meta you've then got a way and and because it's range dependent as well like having her as one of the units that you stealth on could be good because it's yeah. it, it's in range and they're like oh I'm you definitely to cast you definitely get to see something so i think yeah. the contorted epitome gives you re, you have to re-roll successful casts and i think yeah. she gives you a minus one so something like that so there is a combo mm-hmm. there i used to run it in the old book um but yeah, I mean, I think Sonesh is very strong. I think people are underestimating it. Is it top tier or S tier, as people want to say? No, but I don't really think no. many books will be going forward. Um, no. Because obviously, from a games design point of view, that's a problem. You don't want those kind of things happening. Um, Seraphon and Zinch are, are, are sort of white and KO are kind of like are up and around the top. Do I think they're... A little bit weaker than that, yes. Do I think the daughters yeah. on paper look stronger? Yes, but I think in the long run, Sonesh will be up there. And I think against yeah. daughters as well, like because you've you even got ways to stop people using command abilities, using stupefy and subvert. So you can shut down command abilities, you can shut down hit rolls, you can debuff wound rolls, you can 
you've got so many options. So, you know, debuff magic. So depending on what's popular in the meta, you could adjust your list accordingly. You know, yeah. and I if don't... daughters do get popular, I think Chaos Knights are a sick, sick, sick <laughs> option because daughters do not like being hit by heavily armored cavalry or high impact cavalry. I do. They hate it. I think Sigvold, like Sigvold against, if oh, yeah. our Cauldron Guard are really popular, Sigvold's just going to ruin it. Because they've got no shooting. They can't kill him at range. He's, just, he's literally just going to run in and just carve the unit up. And you'd be like, well, go on then. Your potential to block Marathi as well is yeah. uh, if you're debuffing her, you know, one of the best things you can do yeah. is just. Just, just. You know, you're minus yeah. two to hit, minus three to hit. I'm not killing you, you and know. you're not killing me as fast as you are. Yeah, you, um. you're not going to. You're not going to kill me. I'll quite yeah. happily tank Big Marathi with my my um, keeper of secrets, and just start piling in round and hitting other stuff. Well, you yeah, you could even be debuffing her, debuffed around her. And then, yeah. and then go keep going. Do you want to be? Do you want to take? You know, because you could even go Dark Temptations, take D three mortals. She gets plus one to hit. Don't really care because you're minus three. Okay. Yeah. Um, on a four plus, you're dead. So you're not going to do that, are you? So, well, sorry. <laughs> it's like, um, I think she's got a rule now that protects her against auto death. But yeah. anyway, it's it's like the thing is, it's like you know, you've you've got um, like the more I think about Sinesh and the more I play it, the more excited I am from a play point of view. What you can do with a book. So for me, like as a competitive player, I can see that my book isn't going to be obsolete or ruined by an FAQ or a points adjustment. I'm going to have lots of options. I'll be able to adapt to the meta and um, I'm always going to be relevant. So why not invest the time and effort in the army now to get the most out of it? And I think if you could go back in time to when daughters first come out and say, and, and you knew what was going to happen over the next three years, they would have been an amazing army to collect to be like Iden Yeah. Uh, yeah. because they're always going to be relevant. But you've seen people who have been successful with that army swap to a non-daughter's army and just tank completely because it's so... I mean, it, it, like the old book crutch. was so crutch. It was just... You don't need to be good like to do well with that, but you're not going to get good by doing well with it. So, Especially in a combat environment. And in a non-combat environment, you get the other side, which feels very harsh, which is you might get shot off before you got to be overpowered. Yeah. And it, it is, um, Super Daughters is amazing, don't get me wrong. But um, out of the two, I'm more excited about playing with Sinesh. Um, cool. And I think long-term, they're going to be good for, more relevant for longer. Um, sure. So, well, well, on the, on the subject of them, because I don't want to make it seem like we've done a show bagging on them, uh, I am looking, now that one of the, the bonuses of having a book, which is crazy efficiently pointed across the board, and everything is not a bad choice, is everything is not a bad choice. So I am trying to write some stupid lists. And I mean, like, <laughs> Russ, Russ's eyes now. He's, he's dying inside, as you can imagine, what cogs I've got wearing in my head. But there are some there are some properly weird lists. Their allies pool is small, but very, very mm. flexible. And most of it's good because it's cities and Idenet, which is great. I think, like, the way that we're... What we're talking about here is the next show, we're going to do some lists for daughters, which aren't your typical <laughs> not typical. So, but effective because the good thing about the daughter's book is so much of that book is effective that you don't have to stay on point or message of cauldron guard or viperic guard um, to be relevant and actually the advantage you'll get 
from a competitive play point of view off the table of your opponent not having the knowledge or yeah. being prepared for it will offset the reduction in raw power you get by playing the cookie cutter lists um and i think that there's an interesting discussion to be had there of how do you make daughters um, interestingly different to the previous competitive lists in a way yeah. that gives you an advantage at an event and that's that's mm -hmm. what we're going to tackle in the next there's show. a way to do it with a sick there's several ways to do it with a sick theme as well i'm not talking and mm -hmm. um, russ is laughing now but i'm i'm really good at picking awesome themes for armies yeah like turquoise they're all on but bands. um <laughs> seriously though there are some amazing allies options that fit in seamlessly and are old daughters models literally um that you can just pop in there and your army could look properly internally cohesive and have like a hit and run theme or an ambush theme or you know like a monster theme or something like that and i am genuinely interested by them and there's also one <laughs> stupid stupid list that i am somewhat tempted by myself which is mixed order yeah it's not really a daughter sorry army, Russ. But... Oh, it doesn't matter it's just got more right? <laughs> um so um i'll put a link to the uh list in the description if you want to like mm. this video if you liked it and comment below if you don't agree with me or you do agree with me or you want to discuss it you can also join in the discussion on our discord uh and Those. thanks for listening yeah, absolutely. The person who puts the most interesting Slanesh list in the comments, I will send a Artist Opus Series D brush set to as well. Mm. We didn't think of that. Sorry for ambushing you, Russ. That's but um, I want to see what people can come up with. So can I pop the most interesting list in the comments. And please put in, you know, if you've got like, I think this is particularly good at defensive play or offensive play, or this is playing MSU and darts or magic or whatever it is, give us a little bit of a description there on your list. I would love to see them because... I wouldn't mind being tempted by the temptation. Tempted by temptations. That's, that's what it's all about. Exactly. If you um, if you listen to the podcast and you want to enter that, then just hop over to the YouTube channel and enter a comment in yeah. there and then we'll enter you as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks for watching or listening and uh, we'll talk again soon. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>